Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. This, this afternoon, we have two special guests from Kenya. Evangelist um, Vincent and Miss Phoebe. Okay, both of you are on the air. So we're going to start off with you, uh, Evangelist Vincent. Tell uh, my listeners who you are and also tell them about your business, please. Hi, greetings all everyone wherever you are and all those that are listening to me. I am Vincent Oduo. I'm based here in Kenya, Nairobi. I am a Christian and a born again Christian. I thank God for connecting me, connecting me together with Manuel Baba of Chicago, United States of America. And also for God enabling him to give us an opportunity so that we can share uh, the mysteries that God has bestowed upon us. And also share what God has enabled us as Africans, young African entrepreneurs here in Kenya. So before I proceed on, uh, together today we are blessed. I have my business partner uh, with, with Asia, as she listed online. So she's going to also to share with you briefly about our business and everything. So I believe that today, tonight, today we are going to be blessed. First and foremost, before I say anything much, in the book of Mark chapter 8, uh, verse 1, up to around verse 8, something, something verse 8, he talks about uh, the, uh, the compassion, the, the compassion spirit that Christ had. You see, in life, what in life, one of the things that really moves God and makes God to act upon each and everything that one wants to do is the spirit of compassion. What enabled Christ to get a lot of favor when he was here on earth? It was that because he had a lot of compassion in him. So in the book of Mark chapter 18, verse 1, we can see that that were uh, had already settled down and they were listening to Christ's teaching. The Bible says that they were they had stayed there for the last, for the three good days. No one was going home, no one was going to work. They were all listening to the mysteries, what uh, the mysteries that God had and what Christ was teaching them. So it is out of that that Christ saw a lot of compassion because these guys had not gone home. Nobody had prepared to come for those some kind of three days so that they can carry some packed meals. So there was no one that was really prepared. But uh, because out of compassion that Christ had, he felt it in his heart that these people are really hungry. And if I leave them to go home, they are going to fall down on the way because of hunger. So what helps this crowd is that Christ asked, what do they have, what they had. But when the disciples uh, listened to Christ, and they needed, they, they saw that the, the crowd was over five, almost 5,000, and they didn't have anything. And they, also the place, the place where they were meeting was a very remote place, very like a desert. So there was no hope that they can get something that can feed their own crowd. But out of that compassion, uh, Christ asked what they, they have. There was a young man that had some seven loaves of bread. 
I don't know where I got them. I don't know why, what he would move him to carry them loaves to that crowd. So it is those seven loaves that Christ ordered death to be brought to him. When the five loaves were brought to him, he blessed them. He carried his hands up. And the five, seven loaves managed to feed the, the big flock that were there. Then also the young man also had some two fish. And also the fish, the fish, the fish managed to expound and they fed the, the multitude. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that God will only come in when we have a compassionate spirit. You see, we here in Africa, we are going through some challenging times. Uh, we are still a developing country. The COVID has just come and has really broken a lot of things. People that had businesses, people that had uh, jobs, some have lost their jobs, some have lost their relatives. Economically, we are really at par. We are really down. So things have really changed economically. And this has really affected uh, the population, both family-wise and also the church in general. So this is why at least it is now a time that we are really appealing to our brothers, wherever they are, our brothers, uh, wherever they are. We have just started a, 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 med a medical supplies company. This medical supplies company, we started it out of because we were seeing that one of the areas that here in Kenya or in Africa that we are really lagging in behind is proper infrastructure in the healthcare. Proper infrastructure in the healthcare, that's the one of the areas. So we thought it wise with the other team that it is important if we can invest our lives, invest for now, we can get some uh, uh, proper devices that can help improve our healthcare. Like most of the facilities here in Kenya, we realize that even ICU ventilators we doesn't have, we doesn't have uh, anesthetic machines. Uh, these are very basic things. That's why you see uh, diseases like COVID, when they came, they really affected most of us because we were really not prepared. We are not a developed country where those machines is a mandatory that they must be in a, in a health facility. Here it is now when most facilities are struggling on how they can purchase these machines, how they can install, they can stop their hospitals. So it is very, very much important that our brothers, wherever you are, if you can help us, so that at least we can invest in this entrepreneurship kind of business, so that we can improve our healthcare, the better for us. Because a healthy nation is a health, a healthy, a healthy nation will be a healthy church. We cannot have a better tomorrow if we have a generation that is sick, if we have a country that is sick. So it is important that first and foremost, we invest on our healthcare system and structures so that at least we can have a future and a better tomorrow. Remember Jesus, he, saw, he had a compassion, he saw that these guys had stayed for three days, they have not eaten. The compassion in him moved him so that at least a provision or a, 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 a provision can be can be found. So the provision was found because of what exactly they are. So that's why at least we here, we thought it wise that uh, because healthcare is one of the areas that is really challenging, especially at this juncture and time in our country and in Africa, it is important that we see a way forward how we can enable some 
facilities that are not in that are not public because in Kenya we have both government and public hospitals and private hospitals. But you find out that in uh, public hospitals, at least the government can enable to purchase some machines. They can stock the, 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 the they can stock the hospitals. But in private facilities, because the government facilities are minimal and they cannot uh, they cannot ride the population the population that is here in uh, Kenya. So most of most of the people, it is the private hospitals that are really helping them. So this is why we are of the idea that if our private facilities can be stocked, our private facilities can be stocked with these the, the, the simple machines that can enable the medics diagnose some minor diseases, minor sicknesses. It can't be the better uh, because see, we must work on our health, and this is why you see when Christ was moved with that compassion, he said that these guys are going to die because of hunger. He had a compassion because the guys had stayed for three days; they were hungry, and he could not let them just go. That they go home so that they can eat. And they know he thought it was that these guys might die even along the way because of hunger. Hunger. So it is it is through this juncture that we thought it was that it is also important that anything proactive that we want to do in life, we must make sure that health-wise we are okay, so that at least we have enough stamina, we have enough strength that can move us. Anything that we want to do, <coughs> sorry, because there's none that can do whatever he's doing if he's in, on an empty stomach. So this is why we are appealing to our brothers wherever you are, so that at least we, as as aspiring, aspiring entrepreneurs in Africa, especially here in Kenya, if we can get our brothers and sisters that can come in our aid, help us, so that at least we can invest on these medical supplies in all public and private hospitals, it can really be of an advantage to us. So that's my term, that's my appeal. So that at least my brothers, I know you are there in Chicago and United States of America. You are a developed country. So this is the only way that uh, I can appeal. So that you can have compassion to some of your brothers because we are one thing. And that's why I really love the grassroots. I really love the, the vision that God laid uh, in, the life of, uh, in the life of Emmanuel Bayapath for the grassroots grassroots uh, community activist movement because you see there's a time i visited netherlands in the year 2000 when i was in europe i boarded a train an electric train and we were going to a place called rotterdam in netherlands when a white guy saw me a black man come to sit near him he left the seat went far away from me because i was black i really felt it but I did not because I was a stranger, I was a foreigner, have much to do. This is why when God, uh, when God connected me with Emmanuel Baba and the vision, I saw the vision because I've been going through all his videos and everything, I thought it was that it is, it is high time that we invest, even us here in Kenya, in Africa, the other, these other parts of the world, we can invest in grassroots community activist movement by sharing the videos to other links that we have, because I know 
we are in a technological era where we have different kind of groups. So if we can share the, some of these items that uh, God has enabled the man to come up with, I think we can have a better tomorrow. We can eradicate what we, we can eradicate what we call racism, racism at all costs. Because it is ungodly, racism is ungodly, racism is ungodly, it is inhuman. I felt it, when I boarded that train, I really felt it what happened to me. But uh, it was a few days later on, I got accustomed to it. But I realized, if that can happen to me, how many thousands and thousands of fellow uh, blacks, wherever they are in the globe, of the, in, the, in the globe, how they are being treated. So it is my appeal that we are, we do whatever we can. We support this movement. We support this, this movement at whatever cost. And I promise that whenever God will enable Emmanuel to come to Kenya, we'll make sure that at least we may visit different places and make sure that this movement has been heard and felt even, even here. In, in Kenya, in, in Kenya, so that at least we can share the whole, the whole world that this is the high time that we change, unless the changes changes us. <clears throat> so in brief, that's uh, what we are doing. I was just trying to compare the spirit of compassion, so that at least you guys, uh, probably some of you God has blessed, you can have some compassion to some of us because, you see, you guys were really prepared. That despite that this pandemic really affected you guys, but you see, it cannot be compared to some of it. To us, we can say that it is the grace of God that has kept us. If it were not the grace of God, we could have died as rabbits, as rats. We could have died as rats. Because when it comes to healthcare, we have not stocked our facilities. When it comes to the hospitals, we are not we are ill prepared. But you guys, you are more advantageous to us. That's why it is a wake-up call to some of us. And in fact, today I was sharing with someone, and I was telling him, I was telling him that COVID-19 was a blessing in disguise to some of us, especially we in Africa, because it is a wake-up call to most, of, even to the government, that they have not invested enough to our health structure, to our health facilities. So it is high time. In fact, it is high. It is now that even govern, the government is really trying the much they can so that they can invest in the health structure and the health care, so, uh, the people. But see, the government also uh, cannot do everything at the same time because the government has other obligations to achieve. So it is upon other well-wishers, like-minded guys, that can come up so that we can support even the other facilities that are not run by the government. And this is where now we are coming for. We are coming in because, you see, a health facility can only go far depending with the kind of machines that have been stocked in that hospital, depending on the kind of consumables, medical consumables that are in that facility, depending on the kind of structure. So it is a, that's why I'm appealing to everyone who is listening to me. Let us have that spirit of compassion. Give back to the community. Invest in some of us. And I know anything that you shall invest, when you shall visit Kenya or when they shall visit Nairobi, you shall see that that's where whatever you did uh, has been given back to. So in brief, uh, I'm seeing my... my Business.
partner is off. I don't know. The camera I'm seeing it is off. Uh, I wanted just to share some few highlights about this. So greetings everyone. Jumbo, this is Phoebe. Mipiano from Kenya and uh, first of all I want to thank God for the past his daughters. I want to thank God for the platform that he's given us and uh, I also want to thank Brother Emmanuel for giving us a chance to speak and uh, to share our story with the rest of the world and uh, lastly I would also like to thank my partner Vincent, Evangelist Vincent for the opportunity also for connecting with me um, to you on uh, the issue of what we're going to talk about today. So basically, I'm going to quickly introduce our company. Um, uh, our company's name is uh, Cordial Medical Supplies Limited. Um, uh, basically, it deals in uh, we major in supplies of medical equipment and consumables, and uh, it is duly uh, it is duly registered in the Kenyan government. And uh, the formation of Cordial Medical Supplies actually was formed by three people. We are three of us, myself, Evangelist Vincent, and uh, there's another lady called Madam Winnie. She's not on show today, but I hope next time she would be there. So basically, we found Cordial Medical Supplies because we saw it happened actually during the pandemic, just as brothers. Vincent said it happened during the pandemic and uh, we were all working together and we lost our jobs at the same time. And uh, because, you know, like in Africa, unemployment is such a huge challenge and we cannot just sit back and wait or hope that we are going to get employed because again, during the pandemic, everything was on lockdown, everything was on hold. So we got together and we saw an opportunity. We said, you know, why not try it out? Because we saw the way people were having stress. We were not having enough beds in the hospital. We were not having enough facilities, you know, enough equipment. We were not having them in private hospitals, both private and public hospitals. So we came together with an aim of improving supplies in the medical healthcare in Kenya. We deal with um, uh, dental, dental, radiology, surgical, hospital furniture, non-pharmaceutical, and uh, um, general hospital supplies. What I can say is our mission is to offer uh, quality and affordable medical equipment and consumables to both private and public hospitals. And our vision is to reach out to the remote areas to enhance care and improve lives. So you can imagine if, if, if both the private and public hospitals in the urban areas, I can say urban areas in Kenya, if they can still not have adequate uh, beds to, 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 to fight the pandemic, if they can still not have adequate equipment, you can imagine what happens to the remote areas. So that is part of our vision, to reach out to the remote areas, the remote people who do not have access to healthcare. And, uh, what I can say is um, I, I, I'm, I'm happy, uh, Brother Bobby, on what you're doing because you are actually giving a voice to the voiceless. You know, not everyone would want to come out and say or air out what you're saying, but you have come out. And indeed, I, I, I applaud to you. I, am, I appreciate what you're doing. And uh, I was very much touched seeing that you also want the movement to come into um, you know, in Africa 
and to giving back to the society, I mean, giving back to Africa, it really shows how much how much of value you have for us. You know, not every individual will have the same vision you're having. And I am really praying to God that, um, uh, and I'm, I'm praying to God about this, and I am behind you, full support. And I am hoping that once everything is settled in Kenya, when you come, we will be able to, you know, go forward with it. And as it is, I keep praying that, you know, um, the issue of racism, if, if people can just come out and speak, if we have Emmanuel and we have uh, other Emmanuels around the world, you know, it, it can help so much eradicate this thing of racism. And how, whatever brother, I mean, evangelist Vincent said about the Netherlands where he was, I, I feel people do suffer racism in silence. You know, if in silence, no one is able to come out and say what it is. But I, I, I just pray to God. I, I pray to God he, he continues giving you the strength. He gives you, you know, may your oil that has been poured upon you never run dry. And I am behind you 100% full support. And uh, other than that, I, I'm also adding a word to Evangelist uh, Vincent said about the support. You know, African being that we are not yet developed, we are not yet where we need to be. And the uh, pandemic um, really taught us, you know, it was a wake up call for, I mean, the entire place. It was a wake up call because if one, one virus, a single virus, would do all the, the things, you know, people really lost their jobs. Some people even went, it was bad, uh, some committing suicide, you know. Some the, the status changed and they had to go back up country. You know, children had to leave school and go back up country, you know. So if, if, if maybe we can have people who can support us, especially on the healthcare, I can tell the healthcare because that is where uh, we are in. And uh, as it is, you know, uh, health is wealth, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we can also, you know, we can also uh, move forward if we can get support in the medical, uh, in the medical industry because we try and offer quality and affordable um, uh, supplies. But again, the the, the, the capital is intensive, and uh, ourselves as cordial medical supplies. Um, that is a, a, another challenge that we are facing because the capital is a bit intensive. However much we are trying to bring um, such kind of products to the remote areas, it's a bit capital intensive. But we believe that you know where there's a will, there's a way, and we believe that God is for us, and you know if God is for us, who can be against us? And I really appreciate. Maybe that is um, all I can say for now. And I really do appreciate what you're doing, um, uh, Mr. Emmanuel. Thank you so much for having us on the show. And uh, I turn back the show to you. Amen. And uh, I just want both of you to know that I'm very happy to have you um, on the show. I very much appreciate that. Um, and, and I invited both of you to join um, my African group called Grakai of Africa, please, and again, I'm going to stress this, please um, promote your uh, business in there and network with everybody that's in that group because that's the whole purpose of me creating um, my African group so that way we as um, Africans can learn how to work together. 
Amen. 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 Yes. Um, yeah. Heavenly Father, I come before you as humble as I know how. Thank you again, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, for us to use this technology wisely, Lord. Um, Heavenly Father, just bless everybody that's on my friends list right now, Lord. Right now, Lord, just bless all the ones, even the uh, passive spectators, Lord, that's not not doing anything, just there just to be seen. Just um, bless them as well. Bless my enemies, all those people that has been rejecting uh, my vision, Lord, that you have given me for the past 29 years, Lord. Just have mercy on them. Our children are being slaughtered in the streets here in the city of Chicago. Since 2001, over 4,000 people has been killed in Chicago alone. More than people that was killed in the Iraq war. And yet I still don't have anyone, Lord, not even the black church, Lord, working with me and Sister Renee. Just have mercy on my racial group right now, Lord. Have mercy. We come against this Willie Lynch mentality. The main thing that's holding us back is um, black people here in America, Lord. You blessed us with um, one trillion dollars, Lord, as um, as a as a collective. If we would learn how to work together, we can use that money wisely, Lord, to invest in companies like um, Evangelist Vincent was talking about in his medical um, thing, and not just his and other um, African nations things as well, Lord, investing in back into the continent, Lord, and bringing our talents and skills back there rather than begging these financial elites for freedom, justice, and equality. They don't care about us and our children. Please wake Black, black America up on this point, Lord. I, if it was up to me, Lord, I would catch that plane, Lord, and just go to Africa and take my talents and skills there, Lord. But I'm on a shoestring budget, so I'm I'm unable to do anything, make any um, major moves, Lord. But right now, Heavenly Father, I just ask you, Lord, to um, bless my um, this podcast, Lord. Let um, more people participate, Lord. I'm giving them free airtime, and people still don't want to come on. So just have mercy on those persons. But Lord, just turn this situation around, Lord. I want to be able to teach my members, Lord, that we don't have to sit up here and be begging. We just want to trust in you, Lord, and be able to use the uh, talents and skills that we have among ourselves, Lord, to uplift ourselves, Lord. And that's what I want to try to do through this film, Lord. I am praying, Heavenly Father, you would um, touch the hearts and minds of people that know how to create films, Lord, to come forward, Lord, um, in terms of actors, Lord, in terms of um, blessing me, Lord Jesus, to uh, get this film um, fully funded and made, Lord. In Jesus' name. Also, I want to reach out to non-black sympathizers. We want them to be a part of this organization as well, but we want to make it clear that um, it's black people's responsibility to build this organization as well as to own it. Burger Cam is only, that's just the um, ideas, Lord, that you have blessed me with, Lord. It came from Jesus slash Yahshua. So these ain't none of my these ain't none of my ideas. These are his ideas, and so I I don't claim credit for the ideas. I'm just trying to be obedient to turn those ideas into a reality to turn Gurkai into Gurkam, the grassroots community activist institute of. When we come to Kenya, it will be Gurkai of Kenya. When we go to um, Nigeria, it's going to be Gurkai of 
Nigeria. When we go to South Africa, it's going to be Gurkaya, South Africa, and et cetera. Um, when we, the diaspora, we don't want to just come there as tourists. We want uh, citizenship. So we want um, our African brothers, Lord, touch their hearts and minds to receive um, the diaspora, Lord. We want them to be um, equal partners, Lord. In Jesus' name, that's what this uh, organization is all about, reclaiming our ancestral homeland. Um, so anyway, uh, in West Africa, we want to be able to solve the two major problems in West Africa, and that is rolling blackouts and um, clean running water. We want to solve that through this Christian business, in Jesus' name. But we want to make sure that, um, and we want to create jobs for our um uh, African brothers and sisters on the continent, so that way they can compete with um, those non-black foreigners that's trying to come over and co recolonize Africa. We don't want that. So, um, and also, I want people to understand, that my listeners, that this is actually um, a kingdom economy that we're going to uh, create in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, anyway, Lord Jesus, just thank you again for the opportunity. And yes, I'm not ashamed, Lord, to tell people that I have been rejected, the Lord, from the, from this vision, uh, from my city, Lord, that I don't have no support. But that hasn't deterred me. Satan is a lie. Um, but this is a thorn in my flesh. And um, without shame, I'm still trying to uh, use um, the ideas that um, you have given me, Lord, to share with people, Lord. I'm not coming as a beggar, but I'm coming to bring, offer something positive. So it's not begging. We want, I want to, I want brave and smart people on my management team because I can't do everything. This is why I keep telling our people that uh, about Nehemiah, he did not build that wall of Jerusalem by himself. 